I remember I remember walking out the door of the club. Other than that, it's just, it's just completely black. And now I'm three cans deep and I was hammered already from last night. <laughs> Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I won't talk nice to you and talk about fornicating with you and letting you suck my... Tesco by uh, Russell Square Station and just grabbed one of ev- literally one of everything. You know those little mixed cans they have. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was just I, I like I was just nailing gins and porn stars and JD Cokes and everything on the tube. But then I was I was still alright. And then um, went to the club. It was it was class. The DJ was so good. Ministry of sound. And then um, and then I remember I remember going outside. And um, going outside when we were going to leave, but then not actually, uh, I don't actually remember leaving or anything. And um, I spoke to someone mate this morning. Apparently I was outside the club. Everyone I saw, I was going, subscribe to Man Cave Podcast. Follow Man Cave Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> what are you going out tonight? I think we're just going to go um, the pub and then see what happens from there. Nice, they're the best ones usually, aren't they? Yeah. You've been working much this week or not? Working, subway working. Yeah. No, but I'm working Sunday. I've got a, um, a little story about subway. First thing is, um, subway in the Stratford Centre is the worst subway in the world. So bad. Because I think all the people they hire are students so they just haven't got a clue. And anyone listening works there, pull yourselves together, it's an absolute joke. <laughs> it's an absolute joke. You know how they, like, you cut a subway in half, so it's two six inches? Yeah. Last time I went, they just didn't even cut it in half. So, so I'm, on the tu- yeah. I'm on the tube, I'm on the tube, eating, like, a baguette like that, looking <laughs> like an absolute imbecile. And then, but the other day, another time in there, I'm with it there all the time, it's basically next door to me. Um, some woman, like a, a, a older woman, maybe sixties, you know, big, carrying a bit of timber, a bit of a bloater, and then she's in a she's in subway, ordering a breakfast sub, which for a start, that's an immediate red flag. You get a breakfast sub, and she's um she's there, and there's a young lady serving her, same age as me, if not younger. She looked about twelve, and then um. And she's making this woman's breakfast soup and says, oh yeah, I'll have the uh, bacon, egg, sausage, or whatever. So she starts putting it on, she puts on two slices of bacon. Then this woman, excuse me, excuse me, it's meant to be four slices of bacon. And then um, and then the woman was like, the lady served and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realise it's my first day here. I'm still getting used to making the sandwiches, you know what I mean? And then, um, so she puts on, puts on four slices of bacon. Then she puts on puts on like the omelette thing. Puts an omelette on. She, Excuse me. It's meant to be two omelettes. 
and the woman's and, and the woman but it's not meant to be two omelets and the woman was like no it's not she's like how do you know how do you know it's your first 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 day here i get this every day and i was like yeah i can tell you get it every day i'm just sitting i'm just standing there just like what is going on and and on the same day when i when i was at the till paying for mine some guy comes up with two cups somewhat like a customer comes up with two cups and says excuse me uh this drink tastes like water <laughs> and the guy's like oh sorry just pours it out fills it back up fills it back up again with the same thing the guy just drinks it happily i hate it i hate people i haven't got a problem with people sending food back that's not good if they're in like a nice establishment but you're in subway you know what i mean <laughs> what are you what are you expecting like a five-star dinner you're only getting a bloody sarnie oh, exactly and well, well, I don't know what he was expecting with the drink. It's not going to be coke, coke straight from the factory, is it? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't water he had? All right. Uh, first bit of news: Ben Askren has announced his retirement from the UFC and MMA in general. And um, it's a shame, actually. Yeah, his record was one and two in the UFC, but before that he was an undefeated champion in one FC, which is um, in uh, China. Undefeated champion, and then um, comes to the UFC, wins his first fight against Robbie Lawler, questionably, then gets knocked out by Masvidal in uh, the quickest knockout in history, flying knee to the face straight off bat. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, and then. Um, and then he lost to Damian Meyer recently. And he's announced his retirement from the UFC because he needs a hip replacement. And it's a shame because I thought he was a really sound guy. Always like to watch him fight. But I think the key point, key takeaway from this is um, I think he's a really great example of showing how much better the talent in the UFC is compared to other promotions. I tweeted about it the other day. Um, uh, you see a lot of people coming from One FC and um, from Pride back in the day, like Mirko Crocop came from Pride. It was unbelievable there. Came to the UFC and had a non-stellar career in the UFC. And I think a lot of people don't realise that the UFC really is the pinnacle of that sport. When in other sports, different promotions can all sort of have the same level of talent, but I think in MMA, the UFC is clearly head and shoulders above uh, above the rest of the world in that respect. Well, what other, what other UFC things are there? Well, there's Bellator. MMA, whatever it is. There's Bellator. There's uh, one FC in China. They're the two biggest ones, but then there's loads, really. There's loads, loads of national ones in different countries. And... A lot. Obviously, people typically start on other potions and then come to the UFC. So you could say, well, these people have come from everywhere to be into the UFC, so it's, you can't really say one promotion's worse than the other. But I think in this sport, it is clear that UFC is the uh, top dog. What about that fame one? Um, the Geordie Shore one, or whatever it was. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? And I was saying last week on the podcast... That, um, that I didn't have a problem with KSI Logan Paul because 
I felt like they weren't disrespecting the sport because you know, like they they had been studying boxing. Uh, KSI's trainer said he's watching uh, classic fights every night, and he's and he's he, he was they were showing respect for the sport of boxing. But these two clowns are just absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think they've even trained. Look at that Martin. He's like a fat little child. <laughs> it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute joke. Is that the, was that the first press conference they've had? I I don't know. I don't know. I've just seen the video and I didn't want to watch anymore. I did go on their website and it's it's not. At first, I thought it was a normal promotion. They were just putting on one special celebrity fight. The promotion actually is a celebrity fighting federation. So they got Scotty T from Jewelry Shore fighting someone off Love Island or whatever. It's actually ridiculous. If you don't know what we're on about, the co- the press conference you probably watched on YouTube was what's his name, Marty and Sam from Jewelry yeah, Shore. Sam, I think. And then it, they got to the end where they squared up, and then they just started throwing water. They all just start throwing stuff. It's like, what are you actually doing? Yeah, yeah. And it's like an episode of Jewelry Shore in the press conference. They're talking about talking about like our girlfriends and ex-girlfriends and stuff it's absolutely ridiculous i bet if you said i bet if you said to either of them you know who's your favorite ufc fighter either they'd say they'd say conor mcgregor and then they'd say i don't know any of us <laughs> they would It'd be funny to watch that fight though wouldn't it yeah well it'll be over it'll be over quickly mm. don't know who will win i don't care but It'll be over quickly, so they're going to end up rolling around on the floor. Rolling around the floor, someone's going to choke someone somewhere. Stick oh, a finger in his eyes. I have to ask you as well. Um, you know Jake Paul and what's his name? Dylan Daniels or something? Dylan Dennis, yeah. You know how they were like having a bit of a to and fro on Twitter? Is yeah. There's nothing going to happen with that. Oh. I doubt it, I doubt it. Dylan Dennis was banned. He wasn't allowed to attend KSI Logan Paul because um, he was a, he was deemed a threat to security. <laughs> but if Dylan Dennis is is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu player who has now come to MMA, I think he's had two fights in Bellator, won them both through quick submissions, but his stand-up's pretty poor. But I still think he'd destroy any YouTuber in a in a boxing match and if it was an MMA fight it literally honestly it would I can't even put into words how quickly it would be over it would just two seconds he'd just take him to the ground and strangle him to death the next piece of interesting news I saw this week it's not a big headline but I saw it on uh, ESPN um, an under 18 coach of a team I believe is in Brazil but that could be wrong um, his team won 27 nil. And then uh, he was sacked and the chairman said uh, he didn't show respect for the opponents by beating them 27-0. I just wanted to get, wanted to get your thoughts on that. What do, so, you, what do you think about, what do you think about uh, being merciful in victory? Should he say if you're 15-0 up, should you just say, all right, let's stop playing now? Or should you just terrorise them? Terrorise them. Absolutely terrorise them. I agree. It's, it's, it's actually... When you think about it, that's his actual job is being the coach of the team. Yeah. So he's so he's lost his job. Probably he's he's lost his job for being good at his job, which is just a bit ridiculous. I, I think it would be different if 
I don't know the I don't know the full details, but it'd be different if he won twenty seven nil and then after the game he was getting in the other manager's face like bantering in oh twenty seven nil, twenty seven nil. But from what I've seen, he just won twenty seven nil, did his job and went home and then got sacked in the morning, which is ridiculous, I think. What what country did you say it was? I think it was Brazil. I'm pretty sure it's definitely South America. I think oh. it was Brazil. Well, you wouldn't get that in uh, this country, would you? Well, I don't know. I remember when we, when you're playing like rugby and stuff, when you're younger. I remember a game when our team was like fifty nil or something in a rugby match, and um, so they just stopped it at half time. I think it's different for kids under eighteen. You're at the age. You're at the age there where like, well, you're the same age as you're a man. Basically. Uh, you're a man. You're the same age as half the professionals these days. Mm. So they just need to. I think it's different with children, but under 18 isn't children anymore, really, is it? It has been revealed the purses um, for Anthony Joshua and Andrew Reese's rematch in Saudi Arabia. My uh, question to you is, guess, guess AJ's purse. Um, oh. Bear in mind, it's in Saudi Arabia. 20 mil. Guess Ruiz's. Uh, 15. Ruiz, $13 million. Right. AJ, $85 million. Five. 85. More than him for getting beaten by him. $85 million, <laughs> Yui. Do you know how many tins of Stella that is? Joe? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh god! What was what was it for the first? Do you know what it was for the first one? No, I don't. I don't. But I imagine Ruiz was single. Ruiz was probably seven figures. AJ maybe maybe thirty mil something like that. That's a that's a ballpark answer though. And um, yeah, I hope I hope uh, Ruiz drops him again. I hate AJ. Wouldn't it be funny? Is, don't, is, like, this don't like it. Don't like AJ at all. 2nd of December or something? Yes, yeah, I think it's 2nd of December in Saudi Arabia. And uh, the Saudi Arabia one's pretty interesting. The w, WWE have been doing events there for about four years now. Every year. Because the money's just ridiculous. Didn't, um, wasn't Khabib last fight in Arabia or something? In Saudi Arabia, yeah. Like, the UFC boxing, um, WWE they're all going there now because the money's just unbelievable you see when the um, the WWE events they do there I imagine it'll be the same for the boxing the uh, the front row seats are like big cush cush the armchairs and everything it's absolutely ridiculous and everyone's just sitting there like usually a WWE event the fans at the front will be like you know they've looked forward to it all year they're going crazy on the front row the Saudi Arabians are just sitting there in their rooms in an armchair, just like on their phone texting and stuff when the main event's on. Just well, unbelievable. Uh, and uh, yeah, back onto AJ. I hope he gets knocked out again. Don't like him at all. And he reminds me a lot of um, John Jones in the UFC. Because here's the thing. Combat sports, you are paying quite a lot of money sometimes to watch two people beat each other up. Like 
why you don't have to pretend to be a nice guy to do that. Mm. Like John Jones is an absolute disgrace, really, and um, but he still puts on the nice guy persona, like praying in his dressing room before, and then ever so often you get to see uh, you get to see the bad side of him coming out. Like for example, before his first fight with DC, he. Um, this was still before everything had come out about the strippers and the cocaine and the hit and runs and everything had come out. And he was, um, he was on ESPN. He didn't realize that he was live on air. And when he was on air, he was doing all that. Oh yeah. I just, I hope God helps me fight really well and all that stuff. And then when he thought he was off air, but he was actually still on TV, he just starts calling DC a pussy, starts slagging off, starts swearing at him and everything. And it's just, so there's a lot of people who put on the nice guy persona and there's no need for it. And I, I'm not denying that people can turn their lives around. I just think don't don't pretend to be a nice guy if you're not. You may as well you may as well just own it. Like be Mike Tyson, say you want to eat people's children and all that crazy <laughs> stuff. That he's done. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. He said he said I want to eat your children. <laughs> oh. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Final piece of news before we move on to uh, some other conversation. Straight Blast Gym, Dublin, uh, where Conor McGregor trains out of, and a lot of other Irish fighters and a few international fighters as well. Uh, John Kavanagh has announced this week that it is now closed to the public during working hours between 10am and 4pm. So, basically... What you can, what you can take from that is McGregor's, McGregor's in there. He's training. He's getting serious again, ready for his uh, comeback in January. Um... Which is good to see. Which is good to see, because uh, obviously, as you can imagine, if it wasn't close to the public, McGregor would be training. There'd just be thousands of kids outside, just like, oh my god. So they've had to close it to the public. Where's is his uh, fight in New York or something? LA. It's to be confirmed at the moment. How is it? But it'll be New York, Las Vegas, LA, like that. Pardon? He hasn't got an opponent yet, has he? Or has he? No, not confirmed opponent, but um, it's looking like it's either going to be Justin Gaethje or Donald Cerrone. Both people, I think, McGregor at his best would uh, handle both of them easily. McGregor at his worst, don't know. Mm. Really don't know. But... Um, I'm having confidence in him that he's uh, going to come through and get it done. And then, um, and then he said he wants to fight. He said he wanted to fight the winner of the BMF title after that, which obviously we now know is Masvidal. That is a hard, hard fight for Conor. Masvidal's a lot bigger than him. A lot bigger than him. Masvidal's on an absolute tear at the moment. So it, that that's going to be really interesting to watch. See how that turns out. What weight classes? Um... What's this, the um, Israel guy? What weight class is he? He's middleweight. He doesn't look it though because he's so skinny, but he's middleweight, yeah. What's weight's Connor? Connor's lightweight. Miles away, miles away from each other. Isn't Connor really short? I think like, he's five, five foot, five foot eight, five foot nine, so that. You wouldn't expect that, would you? Why? Well, because he's. Because he puts on the big guy and he's only like five foot eight. Isn't he? Well, he puts on the big guy against <laughs> people his own size. 
I think he's fully aware. I don't think you'd have him, Yui, I'm afraid. <laughs> Brazilian Grand Prix uh, at last weekend just gone. Um, really good race. I mean, it was a bit it was a bit stagnant really until the last sort of twenty laps. Last twenty laps, probably the best twenty laps of the whole season. Um, top three were Verstappen, Gasly, in a, in a Toro Rosso, and um, Sainz and McLaren. Probably means nothing to anyone because I bet no one knows anything about Formula One. But uh, Gasly and Sainz finishing on the podium. I keep comparing it to football to try and dumb it down. It's a bit like um, um, if Sheffield United finished top four this season. It's a bit like that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I saw his celebration afterwards with his team when he was absolutely going mental. It was class. Yeah, um, yeah because a lot of the... Um, because obviously Toro Rosso is not really that good a team, so they never it, they're like good. It's a good result for them to finish in the top ten, and they finished in second place. But basically, it was last twenty laps. There was so much action. Um, Hamilton actually crashed. Well, basically, it all started. Bottas's engine blew up, which brought out a safety car. So it basically a safety car is is. So imagine all the cars going round and they're all splattered around. Safety car comes out and they all gather up behind the safety car in in like formation. So it gathers the pack up. So it creates better racing because they're all closer together now. Um, after that, when the safety car came in, uh, the Ferraris, so Leclerc and Vettel in the Ferraris, they crashed into each other. Well, cra- I say crashed into each other. They, they had contact. And then they they were both out, so there was another safety car. And then um, Hamilton, the the order after the second safety car was Verstappen, Albon, who's Verstappen's teammate, Hamilton in third. Then Hamilton crashed into Albon. So then Hamilton, which is rare for Hamilton, he never really makes mistakes like that, never really crashes like that. Uh, He got a, I think he got a five-second time penalty, which then promoted... Obviously, Albon was out. Was not out of the race, but he, he dropped down the order, which brought Gasly into P two, and then with Hamilton, Hamilton finished P three on the road, but with his penalty, it meant um, Signs Carlos Signs finished P three in it with with all the penalties added, which is McLaren's first. Considering McLaren are one of the most successful teams in Formula One, and one of the oldest. It's their first podium since Australia 2014, Kevin Magnussen. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so um, you were saying last week, uh, talking about the Drive to Survive documentary on Netflix. Yeah. And I watched it because I thought I'll try and brush up on a bit of F1 knowledge so we can have better conversations about it. And um, one of the key quotes that stuck in my mind was uh, I'm not sure who said it because obviously I'm not familiar with the with the drivers really uh, someone said that your teammate is your worst enemy during the race and then coincidentally in the next Grand Prix the two Ferrari drivers have contact and uh, both end up with a DNF is that, is that a thing? Sort of like a rivalry uh-huh. between 
I think the Netflix, they sort of, like, there's a quote in Netflix as well where Kevin Magnuson goes, I don't I don't care about dying in the car. And yeah, they like dramatise it a bit. Yeah. Um, in reality, I suppose, because the cars are all so different in terms of performance, the only way you can actually measure a driver is against his teammate. Yeah. So in that, way, in that way, you can get direct comparison and your performance against him. But, I mean... The thing is with Ferrari, because I'll talk you through the crash, basically, they were going down the straight. Imagine a Vettel and Leclerc going down a straight. Vettel sort of came past Leclerc, tapped his tyre. They went tyre-to-tyre contact, which was only really slight contact, which normally you wouldn't expect anything to happen. Yeah. Uh, Leclerc's tyre blew up and his suspension failed, and Vettel had a puncher as well. Um, and in the media pen, the media pens where all the drivers go after the race to do their interviews and stuff, uh, all the media were like to the Ferrari drivers, oh, how, how is the relationship now? Do you think you can, you can carry on like this? And they both sort of just went, well, to be honest, it wasn't really that big a thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Internally, I don't think it's that big a thing. I think, especially with Ferrari, who Ferrari is, and obviously it's so polit- political, Ferrari is the Formula 1 team. They like to sort of the media, especially like to stir up a bit of bit of hoo ha between the drivers. But I think it is a deep rooted issue in Ferrari now. They've got Charles Leclerc, who's I think only you think he's twenty two or twenty three, okay. the new young guy coming through. And obviously Sebastian Vettel, who's a four time world champion, but this season uh, Leclerc's actually outperformed Vettel. So another thing as well is you've got so this is another thing with. Leclerc and Vettel, most teams have got, usually have a, a number one driver and a number two driver. Number one driver yeah. usually one they favour more. So you, number one driver is probably Lewis Hamilton but like, and his number two is Valtteri Bottas. So sometimes Bottas will go slow or something or let, if he's in P1 and Hamilton's in P2, he'll, he'll let Hamilton take first because he's a number two okay. driver. But usually there's a bit of disparity in 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 uh, class between the drivers. So Hamilton is a lot better than Bottas. But in Ferrari at the moment, the second half of the season especially, the drivers have been so close and, and uh, yeah. similar in terms of performance. Ferrari have got a bit of a dilemma now who to choose their, as, as their number one driver. That's why there's a bit of a bit of uh, hoo-ha. Yeah, I saw, I saw on Twitter someone posted... Um a photo of another contact between teammates, which looked a lot more serious than what happened between Ferrari and both cars in that instance were able to carry on. So is it, is it, it was it kind of unlucky that the slight contact ended up in yeah. the double DNF? Yeah. I've heard, I've listened to some other podcasts saying normally you'd never expect it, but there was, a, there was an incident at China, maybe the one you, you talked about in, in China in 2017. Yeah. Between uh, Vettel and Ricardo. Their tyres touched more significantly than Leclerc and Vettel's did at the weekend. But I think the thing between Vettel and Leclerc is because they were going so fast, they were probably about 180-odd miles an hour. At that speed, with that amount of force going through all the bits and bobs, I, I imagine any slight touch on anything would, 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 would cause it to fail, whereas some of the others were being at lower yeah. speeds. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, you, yeah, UFC Sao Paulo. 
God, so I'm so dizzy. I'm so dizzy. I can't actually think. So days from last night, I woke up about about three hours ago. But I'm I'm a ham sandwich, and it wasn't even nice. I'm so tempted to get a Domino's when I woke up, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. You probably would have chilled it anyway. Well, I don't know. I'm not really sick that much. The next day. Uh, did you chunder last night? Don't think so. Uh, not that I'm aware of. I was saying, I was saying to uh, one of my mates though this morning. I remember, I remember walking out the door of the club. Other than that, it's just, it's just completely black. But um, I've started doing this thing recently. I was telling you about it the other day. When I get, a, I get an Uber, I sit in the front and just chew the driver's ear off the whole uh, time. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just I love talking to people at the moment. Everyone I see, I just absolutely chat their head off. What were you talking about last night with him? I, I can't. I I'm, I sort of have, it's. I can't remember most of it, but I remember like glimpses of saying stuff to him. But I I, can't, I don't know the words. I remember his face, <laughs> but I don't I don't remember anything that was said. It was pretty weird. It's funny though. It was a good night. The DJ was absolutely class. Was he? Yeah, they had two rooms. One like pop room and then one like grime Aye. like grime rap hip hop was good UFC Sao Paulo was uh, was at the weekend pretty substandard event nothing too exciting happened it was interesting to see uh, Paul Craig and Shogun Hua had a majority draw which I think is actually nice to see in the UFC I don't, I don't think there are enough draws if if it's a super close fight uh, I score it as a draw and then have a rematch. That I think that's the best. That's the best way of doing it, rather than having a very disputed decision. Because it always just leaves an asterisk on people's record. Like, uh, like GSP, for example, had a fight um, with Johnny Hendricks a couple of years ago. Johnny Hendricks, in my opinion, beat him. Some people's opinion didn't. The uh, decision was given to GSP. So Who's now when people GSP, uh, George Saint Pierre. Oh. The uh, Canadian Canadian guy, top three greatest of all time, probably. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, nice guy as well. Thinks he got thinks he got abducted by aliens. <laughs> There's such a funny video. You know, uh, you know, I like Michael Bisping. Yeah, he's from he's from Clitheroe Clith- in Lancashire, and um, so he's like like you know you know just like the British banter and everything. Yeah, that's what it's like. So he. Um, he comes out to the press when he's fighting GSP. He comes out to the press conference absolutely hammered, and um, and he's got and he's got a bottle of beer with him with the label off because they can't uh, do the advertising on the press conference. Comes in with a bottle of beer, GSP because he's French Canadian, so he's got that like horrid French accent. Yeah, look at you, you're intoxicated. You're intoxicated. Look at this man, he's drunk. He's intoxicated. And Bisping's just there, slumped over on the chair with a bottle of beer, just like swigging it. He says, "Of course, I'm drunk. I'm in Las Vegas. What else are you gonna do?" <laughs> you yeah, make him sound like a something. That's what he sounds like. And he's—you've probably seen a picture of him. He comes out. He comes out to the um, in his ring walk. He comes out with a gi on and like a uh, like a karate kid sort of headband. Um, no, I haven't seen. Oh, well. He's oh, a nice guy. Yeah, could be coming back this year, which would be interesting. So, finally, back to what I was actually trying to talk about. Um, it's better to have a draw than a disputed decision, in my opinion, because on people's records, you're always going to say if someone's unbeaten, but one of their wins was very heavily disputed, 
there's always going to be that debate about it'll just never end the debate about the result will never end that Johnny Hendricks DSP fight was I think it was at least five years ago and people still talk about it today so if they just called it a draw and then GSP beat him the next time round, there'd be no debate but that's just how it is so it was nice to see a draw and also the main point I'm trying to say finally after all this waffling on the on the um, on the prelims Head and Brow lost his fifth fight in a row Five years ago, Henan Brow was the number one pound for pound in the world. Right. And this makes and so now there's talks about him retiring, and obviously we've just seen the retirement of Ben Askren. This makes me think, should athletes be told by their friends or their team when they should retire or should you leave it completely up to them? Because obviously inside athletes there's there's the constant motivation to keep going and keep Keep getting, but you never think you're done. They just keep going, like um, like we see that in a uh, back onto KSI Logan Paul. Unfortunately, <laughs> Logan Paul's coach Shannon Briggs, obviously at one point heavyweight champion of the world, now a guy who shouts three words continuously. But you can I see like <laughs> you can see when um when KSI's coach Vidal Riley starts starts getting at him and trying to terror him a bit. He's like, let's go, let's fight right now. I, I genuinely think he still believes that he's he's the hardest man in the world. And I think when like the, it's the famous phrase, the boxing heavyweight champion of the world's the baddest man on the planet. And I think if you have been the baddest man on the planet before, you're never really gonna you're never gonna lose that in your mind. But on the other hand, I'm not really giving an opinion here, I'm just keep flip flopping. On the other hand, look at Mike Tyson. We all obviously one of the baddest man on the planet for a long time. Some people say he still is. Um, you know, he, he, he said he said in the past, um, everything in life is boring except boxing. Now, now he's retired. Um, he's smoking weed on his ranch. He, um, like he said on the Joe Rogan podcast a few months ago, he said, Joe Rogan asked him about boxing. He said, I don't even want to talk about boxing anymore. I'm not interested in it. So I think there are some people who just put it behind them. But I do think that was because Tyson didn't really um, didn't really have any other avenues. It's not like he chose, but it sounds a bit cliche. But he didn't really choose boxing. Boxing chose him. He, he, that was his only his only way of getting out of the poverty, the sort of poverty that he was in, because he was he was actually adopted by his trainer, Gustavo. So uh, yes, what is your opinion on uh, should athletes be told by their friends or their coaches? that they should retire or should it be completely their choice? No one else should have an input. Um, I think it probably depends on the sport. Something like fighting, like MMA or boxing, because a lot of, a lot of generally speaking, a lot of them are probably quite egotistical, got quite yeah. egos. They probably think they can keep, like you said, Shannon Briggs still thinks he's the big man. It's probably because his ego is that big still. He probably still thinks he can he can knock anyone out. Which, to be fair, I mean he'd have a good go. But yeah, yeah. I think with something like football or Formula One or cricket, golf. Um, I think it depends between team sports and individuals. So golf, obviously, it's an individual sport. Um, to be honest, golf you can keep playing. Look at Bernard Langer now, still playing, and he's. 60 yards, didn't he? Yeah, something like that. Well, look at Tiger. 
few no. years ago, he, a few years ago, he could barely walk because of his back. He, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there were loads of people around him telling him, "Hang it up for your health." You know, put put away the put away the bats for now. But then kept playing, kept rehabbing, and he's just won the Masters this year. But I think I think it's definitely true that it's dependent on the sport. I think two good examples. Uh, well, two good examples for the argument that they should be told when to retire. Uh, Chuck Liddell and Brendan Shaw. Chuck Liddell, the Iceman, one of the, no, I wouldn't say founding father, but if there was going to be a, um, if there was going to be a Mount Rushmore of UFC, I think Chuck would, uh, Chuck would have to be on there. He, um, he wanted to keep fighting in the UFC. Dana White was like, no, I don't want to let you fight because back in, Back then, when the promotion was a lot smaller, it was it was very community-like because, well, now there's 500 fighters, so Dana White can't have a good relationship with them all, but Dana really had a good relationship with all the fighters back in those days. So um, Chuck wanted to keep fighting, and Dana said, no, I'm not going to let you fight in the UFC. You can go fight somewhere else, but I'm not doing it because it's getting really bad for your health now. And, um, and so it ended up with Dana White actually giving Chuck a job not a very important role, but he was so he was essentially paying him to not fight because yeah. because he just really cared about he, and he still does to this day care about the fight itself a lot. Dana, that's one good one good thing you can say about him. And uh, and then just this year, Chuck Chuck uh, had another fight against Tito, the trilogy of their very famous rivalry, and then uh, he gets knocked out in the first round and. And he he just looked he looked like a shadow of his of his former self. So I think if it was up to Chuck, he would have kept fighting, probably get knocked out a few more times, and then um, and then he'd be in a world of trouble now with the CCE and everything. And it's a similar thing with Brendan Shaw. He was a heavyweight in the UFC. Now he's a fashion fashionista, podcaster, interviewer, and stand up comedian. I say that in inverted commas because could be the least funny thing I've ever seen um, and he, he, he was fighting in the UFC and he's really good friends with Joe Rogan and he was on his podcast and Rogan said to him mate like this this is you can watch on YouTube it's published the actual first time they've had this conversation Rogan saying to him there's people in the division who can do things that you can't do if you keep fighting you're gonna you're gonna be in serious trouble stop fighting now please he said he said as a friend I really want you to stop fighting because you said, and I think it's a hard thing to say to someone to say to your friend, you're not good enough quit because obviously yeah. you always want to support your mates, don't you? But, um, but when it, their health is on the line, I think it's a good, it's a good thing that Joe stepped in and said, you need to stop fighting. And Brendan was arguing back with him. He was like, no, I can do it. I can do this. I almost won that fight. I almost did this. And then Joe says, no, seriously, as a friend, you need to stop. And now, maybe three, four years down the line, Brendan um, is saying, Joe, thank you. That's the best thing you've ever done for me is make me stop fighting because he'd be, he'd be, he wouldn't be able to do any of the things he does because his brain would just be absolutely mush. But then on the other hand, sorry, uh, on the other hand, you've got Bisping and uh, Randy Couture, oldest UFC champion of all, t- of all time. I think he was 45, something like that, when he uh, won the title. Jesus. He, he, he would have been told to retire years ago, wouldn't he? But he kept going, found success. And uh, Michael Bisping lost so many 
number one contender fights, lost so many, kept losing, and his wife his wife said to him when he finally won the title on two weeks' notice, his wife said to him, um, "If you if you lose, I want you to retire." And then he won. He won, had a few more fights, made the championship money. Now he's just chilling in Orange County with one eye and one knee, just cruising. Well, I think with sport, once, like, because it's been, you've been doing it, I mean, probably not fighting in terms of like that, but especially in something like football, you've been doing it your whole life and it's all you've ever known. And then someone says, oh, you've got to stop now. Well, what else? I mean, look at Kara. He He's obviously a pundit now, isn't he? Which I think he's, that's what I'd do if I was one of them. I'd probably become a pundit or try and become a manager or something like that. Where, obviously, Maradona's chosen the other, the other path, <laughs> sniffing lines. But you know, it it must be tough being told you've got to stop. Yeah, I think that's the same with a lot of jobs. With a lot of jobs, like in people who come out of the military and they've been in since they were sixteen, and it's like a it's like a different world. Fight like professional athletes are in are in the gym or, or training or doing something related to their sport 16 hours of, a, of the day, every day. Yeah. And then they're just like, all right, stop now. And they, and they just have no idea what to do. Yeah. Right, so we're going to do a new segment now, which is called Hot or Not. Hot or Not. Hot or not. <laughs> We're not choosing. We're not choosing between girls. Um, we're choosing between literally anything. I've got some weird ones. Yeah, ab- absolutely anything. <laughs> you say if you like hot or not, basically. Yeah. Um. So my first one. <laughs> You're a my bigoted pig. <laughs> my first, one, my first one is tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes hot, yeah, love them. Yeah, you know, um, knowledge is knowing that tomatoes are fruit, not vegetable. Wisdom is not putting them in a fruit salad. Nice. Think about it. I like, I like them on my subway. Yeah. Yeah, it depends what it depends what you're getting. If I've got a uh, if I've got a meat feast, I'll definitely have tomatoes on that. Yeah, true. You wouldn't want tomatoes for like a meatball or something, would you? No, I think no. That's what I mean. Meat feast got no because you've got the marinara sauce and then tomatoes as well. Just mm. just I think I think you wouldn't you wouldn't want it with like chicken teriyaki and tomato. You, maybe not chicken teriyaki, but like chickens like a, a BMT. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Okay, my next one is a choice between two. Uh, Xbox or PS4? Uh, I don't really play consoles. I've got an Xbox 360 at home, which I don't really play very often. Uh, I'd probably say PS4, because that's what everyone seems to have. That's, so, so I've heard that's the better yeah, version. I I'd say PS4. It used to be it used to be Xbox, and then they brought the PS4. And then everyone's got PS4. Yeah, I always, I always feel like the Xbox controller is a bit more, a bit more ergonomic though. Than the PlayStation, too small. Uh, P- 
PS3 controller was small. The PS4 one's about perfect, I reckon. Oh, I, I haven't. I think actually, I used. I've used the PS4 once when we were in um, when we were in Leamington. Do you remember in the antisocial uh, when we had a PS4 uh, downstairs? Okay, uh, next one. Divisive one. This uh, Indian or Chinese? <sighs> That's so tough, you know. Um, this isn't hot or not, by the way, but it's still all right. Indian or Chinese? <sighs> I, I'd probably say Indian because I have that more. Mm, it, it is, no, you know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. Take away Chinese restaurant Indian. Yeah, yeah. The Chinese like little starters and nibbles got so much more. I like, yeah. Prawns, you can't I have... love I love like steamed dumplings. They're so good. I reckon. Yeah. All right. Next one is an, again not. This is not hot or not. <laughs> I haven't really understood. I haven't really understood it. But um, <laughs> Mercedes or Audi? Mercedes any yeah. day. Any Mercedes. day the new like the new sat nav infotainment on the Mercedes is yeah that's definitely Mercedes. I don't like the four rings as well. Mm, and, yeah. and also the Audi TT is, is one of the worst looking cars I've ever seen I think it's so bad yeah absolutely yeah, just, it's, just, it's just a joke I remember one time in school in like year 9 or something someone said to me someone some teacher drove into the parking and someone said to me oh my god look how nice that Audi is <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> I was like what are you talking about you're absolute buffoon it's hanging the Audi TT. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. And I, I think the R8's overrated as well. It's over R8ed. I think it's it's pretty poor. Cool. No, no. I think I, 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 like I don't it. think it, I don't think it's nice to look at. It just looks like a stretched TT. No, uh, to be fair, the TTRS, which is the sporty one, looks all right, and it performs quite well from what I've seen. Yeah. It's definitely uh, Mercedes as well. I'd love to have a G wagon. Yeah. Mercedes for me as well. Um, winter. How good was that? Go on. How good was that? How good was that episode of Top Gear when um, when Hammond was driving the six by six G wagon? Yeah, um, you know, Dubai or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think good. Um, next one: winter or summer? Summer any day. I do. I do like winter. I like. I like it when it gets dark early, and like. Like when you go to the pub at like six, it's dark outside. Then you go into the pub, it's nice and warm, and you have a pint of Guinness. I think that's pretty class. But then golf, golf, summer is better because you can play <laughs> you can play golf every day, and then have a Saint Michael on the terrace afterwards. Um, I think it depends where you live. If your winter's like proper snowy skiing winter, then I think it'd be class. But the winters here are just awful, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty poor. They're pretty poor. Yeah. All right, my final one: city or countryside? Countryside, any day of the week, any day of the week. Like I hate cities. I hate them. I actually hate them. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, mm, it's just yeah. too many heads. There's too many heads. Yeah, yeah. Especially London is such a dump, isn't it? London's <laughs> so poor. It's so poor. You know, it's actually so bad. All right. Okay. Like, there's no, there's no, there's just, there's just buildings everywhere. It's so annoying. You can't, yeah. you, you can't it's see the forest. It's shite as well, doesn't it? It's, That's uh, why. I, I can't really smell, can I? I've, I've got no sense of smell. 
Um, someone like Liverpool. Oh, wow, that reminds me. You're talking about my nose. Yeah, Liverpool's a good city because it's got it's character. Size, isn't it? It's good size. London's, London's so artifi- artificial. Everything's like, it's just so, it's so like, it's, I just don't like it. Yeah. Too many people as well. I didn't realise how big London was. You know, Liverpool population, 500,000. London's yeah. eight, 8 million. That was my last one. All right, I've got uh, five. And they're a bit different themes to what you were saying. Okay. okay. So I want you to explain yourself. Okay. Hot or not? First one, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, not. Yeah, not. Did you see his tweet the other day about? Um, yeah. He he's loves himself so much. He needs to grow up. Yeah, and he and he played for United as well. So. Yeah, and he's got an absolute hanging bar on it as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one. V-A-R Oh and uh, not I'd say right now not potential to become hot Yeah It's like it's like um, it's like you know those bags you have that warm your hands up on a winter day and when you when you fiddle with them a bit they start getting hot Yeah <laughs> It's like them right now they're not hot if you, if you fiddle with it if you fiddle with it a little bit it'll become hot It just needs a bit of fiddling Yeah I- did, did they didn't they have it? In, they had it in the World Cup in Russia, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Was, I think that was, that was the first time, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think I remember. I might be completely wrong, but it worked a lot better there than it did in the Premier League today. It's it's the rules are so weird. There's so many like yeah. it's so it's worded so weirdly, or the rules about it. Yeah, and, and it, the rules, the Champions League rules are different to the Premier League rules, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Champions League, the referee can go to a monitor. He has to go to a monitor and decide himself. Yeah. Premier League, this is the stupid thing. The Premier League, they have the monitors. They bring the monitors to every stadium, but the referee doesn't look at the monitor because apparently if the referee doesn't look at the monitor, if they do it them, if the VAR people do it themselves, it speeds up the process. But yeah, it doesn't at all. It every time. Well, look at, look at rugby, tennis, cricket, yeah, UFC, UFC now have brought in the um, the post fight replays. It, it it seems to work fine in every sport. Rugby it doesn't take long at all. It's about thirty seconds. Mm. He just says he just says TMO as a look, and then also the um, the having the screens in the stadium is a big a big uh, positive. For, like on in rugby mm. when they get a TMO up, it shows it so the fans can see. And I think mm. they should do that do that in football as well. Why not? Yeah. Alright, next one. WWE. Um used to watch it when I was literally like five or six. I haven't watched it since. I'm gonna say not. I just can't get into when you know it's scripted, you just I just can't I don't know why anyone could ever get into it. I think it's uh, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's uh it's like so, I was gonna think. What's something that's sometimes hot and sometimes not hot? Um. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. That's what WWE is. It, like, it's occasionally class. It, it's. A, I still keep up to date with it. I don't really watch it anymore. I like to keep up to date because I, I just like to. But like, obviously, there's some stuff in it which is just so bad that you just want to just top yourself. But then some of it's kind of class. 
I just think it's a basically a fighting version of EastEnders. It's all predetermined, and all they do is just fight and like. So basically, yeah, but when someone jumps off the top of a hell of a cell through a table, that's kind of the class in it. Yeah, but you, you know, can't deny that. Real though, you know, it's not real. Well, it, no, right. The, the thing that's not real about it is they don't actually hate each other, but. If someone jumps off the top of Helmets yeah. out through a table, they still have to do that. Yeah, I know, but like when they, and punch, they, and they, when they punch and stuff, they don't do it. It's not real. Yeah, but they still, it's still cool though. It's still cool to see someone get hit with barbed wire. Well, nah, no, I'm not, no, I never really warm to it. I don't think I ever I'm, want. I'm gonna say hot. I'm gonna say hot. Next one, Conor McGregor. Uh, hot, hot. Oh, you like him, do you? I thought you didn't. I just think he's funny. I've been watching some yeah, of his he's hot. He's a legend. highlights, and they're just so funny. There's he's a legend. One, Everyone... there's one where someone asked a question, he said, uh, Connor, you're surrounded by someone. Who do you think Who do you think could be your next challenger? And this guy oh, goes... so good, Jeremy. Uh... Yeah, he goes, me, the biggest motherfucker. Yeah, I'm the hardest in 145er. <laughs> this guy TKO's people. When I knock people out, they stay down. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> funny, yeah. And then yeah, I liked well, it. I, I liked it when he was fighting Mayweather, and he went, he got everyone to start chanting "fuck the Mayweather." That was good as well. Yeah, it's quite. He's a legend, I think. I was a legend. He's 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 okay. He's a. This is going to sound stupid, but he's a bit like Tiger Woods. Yeah, a lot like him. A lot I like him. He's, he's grown the sport to new fans like loads. Like, if you ask anyone. Most of them will know Conor McGregor, but I guarantee you, not many people know, like, don't know, like Nate Diaz or something. Yeah, the only other person you knew, you know, that. Yeah, no, I know yeah. Israel Adesanya. Oh, nice. And uh, Masterville, Mas Masterville or something. Masvidal. Masvidal, yeah. Yeah, Conor's a legend. I remember that three-day bender he went on in Liverpool. Did you, did, you hear, did you hear about that? No. It must have been like two years ago. He went out in Liverpool. Um, went out in Liverpool, he's doing all his Instagrams and stuff on the Friday night. No one hears from him on social media until Sunday night. And then some lad from like Kirkby or something just posts a photo of Conor McGregor in his living room. He'd been out, <laughs> been out, for, three, been out for three days and just ended up at some lad's, some lad's gap. It's quality, that, isn't it? Yeah. And Connor is also another uh, person which uh, he's had a lot of controversy about him. Uh, a few allegations here and there, which are all currently allegations. Um, innocent until proven guilty for everybody, in my view. Um, but uh, that makes me think, and also with the conversation with Tiger, do you think... Um, an athlete's antics off pitch or out of the ring or whatever should affect how you view that athlete's legacy. Yeah. For 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 example, John Jones, many people believe is the greatest UFC fighter of all time. In the octagon, outside of the octagon, he's sniffing cocaine and crashing cars into pregnant women. I think it should, yeah. Not in terms of 
not in terms of their sporting legacy, but in terms of their overall legacy, I think it obviously definitely should. Yeah. Interesting, that's interesting. Well, a lot of, I mean, me, I, I'm not really bothered about Tiger Woods' history. I just like him. Well, that, that's, that, that's, what, that's what I mean. Should yeah. you be bothered or not? No. Uh, for me personally, no. But maybe for someone older than me, probably, yeah, maybe they would. But uh, no, I, I can't see it. I mean, there is obviously, what he's done was wrong. But... It doesn't really bother. I'm not the kind of guy to really be that bothered by stuff like that. Yeah, well, this is, this is kind of what I've saying about about Anthony Joshua before, and John Jones as well. When you're watching, when you're watching two people fight, it's it's essentially if you if you strip it down to the bare basics, it's seeing who is the hardest person. Yeah. In the, in the world, basically. So you'd rather I I don't know I'd rather see I'd rather see like crazy like john jones unbelievably good fighter sniffs cocaine at the weekend has sex with strippers crashes cars into pregnant women against mike tyson best fighter uh best boxer ever suppose some people say best boxer ever bite someone's ear off wants to eat your children i'd rather see two like crazy bad bad men fight each other than then i then i'd want to see george st pierre french canadian church going man who loves to bow to his opponent against against whoever? You know what I mean. You'd rather see yeah, that's like, different though in terms of sport fighting. Obviously, you'd rather see someone like that rather than some pussy from the church fighting. But I think other sports, it's different. I think. Well, I don't know. For, for Formula One, I'd rather like like imagine imagine imagine. Let's just make up a random guy, John Smith. John Smith. Um, F1 driver, great F1 driver in his spare time, drives a getaway car for bank robberies, loves to sniff cocaine, loves to loves to batter news reporters. I'd, 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 it's like John McEnroe in tennis. I feel like they're more, they're more, they're just, it's, I feel like it's better to watch I see, crazy yeah, I characters. But in terms of Formula One, you're more sort of, because they because Formula One drivers keep their private life apart from Hamilton, who's you know New York Fashion Week one week, Tommy Hilfiger the other, and stuff like that. Apart yeah. from it, really, in the modern era, they all sort of keep themselves themselves. So they're more sort of judged based on their sport and performance. The only scandal I can think of in recent past is uh, Lewis Hamilton. Something came out about him be, be uh, a couple of years ago, didn't they? About how he he's avoiding tax and his private tax on jet. his private jet, yeah, jet. But apart from that, really, that's like that's like the biggest thing in terms of a, a Formula One driver's private life that's been out in the news as long as I can remember. To be honest, let yeah. me know in the comments below if there's anything else. But yeah, well, like it's like Target. I, I don't mean I, this can be taken the wrong way, and I'm probably going to word it pretty badly, but. Obviously, what he did is not not a good thing to do. Like you don't, I don't agree with it on any level. But it, but then it kind of makes him a bit cooler, doesn't it? Yeah, You'd, like it, it kind of does. Was, it's like it's, well, it's the same thing. It's like yeah, but like when you watch a movie, you you, you don't want to watch a rom com. You want to watch you want to yeah. watch Godfather, don't you? 
Yeah. You want to watch? You want to watch bad people doing bad stuff? Well, that's the thing as well about Formula One. Last year, Brazilian Grand Prix, um, Max Verstappen was leading, uh, and he crashed. Ocon, who was basically a lap behind him, he was trying to re-overtake him uh, and crashed into him and, and and lost him the race. And then on the way, where they go after the race, when they park the cars, they go to get weighed. He started pushing him and pushing him getting in his face and almost had a scrap with him. Yeah. And people were re- people reacting to it like, oh my God, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Uh, a lot of people, me included, were saying, well, actually, this is what we want to see. We want to see drivers putting their heart on the sleeve yeah. and actually, you know, having some passion and pride in what they're doing. Yeah, if, exactly. Same. If somebody crashed into me and made me lose the race. Oh. Yeah, you'd be fuming. Yeah. All right, final hot or not? Nothing to do with anything we talked about before. Horror movies? Um, not. Yeah, not for me either. I don't mind. I like. I, I'd, ne- I'd never go out of my way to watch yeah, one. I'd never choose to watch one. Well, I like but... thrillers. I like thrillers. Have you seen um? You seen Seven? No, I literally. Oh, I've, seen any oh, there's no point talking about that. But I don't know why. Oh, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go out of my way and pay to scare myself. No, I I kind of like getting scared, but I think horror films. They're so repetitive. It's just that basically yeah. every single one's every single one's the same, really. Not every single one. But... They've all got like some rapist clown or something. Yeah, and it's just like bothered. That's why I, I prefer thrillers. Yeah, a bit more psychologically psychologically frightening rather than just ah! <laughs> I prefer comedies out of everything to be honest but yeah I love comedies best film ever Mike and Davey wedding dates yeah Got classic and make sure you follow us on Instagram man.cavepodcast man.cave that's what I was doing outside Ministry of Sound last night <laughs> I was going yo follow us on Instagram Man Cave Podcast. <laughs> I was wondering why we had 8 million followers extra this morning. Yeah, it was kind of good, wasn't it? It was kind of good. Thanks for listening to this week's um, Man Cave podcast. Don't forget, we're available on Instagram, uh, man.cavepodcast. Available on Instagram. Yeah, well, we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> Twitter, mancavepodcast3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we you could listen to us on YouTube and YouTube is good because you get to see our faces. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. YouTube and uh, YouTube, YouTube, Spotify, soon to be on iTunes and people on Instagram, pull your socks up. Every single time I post a photo, I put a question in the caption. Nobody ever replies <laughs> to it in the comments. Because we've only got about that, and the amount of times I post on the Instagram story, they ask me a question thing, and no one's asked the question. I did it today. I did it today. I said, uh, "Film podcast in half an hour." What? What do you want us to talk about? Ask me a question. No one's. No one's answered. Well, I'll. I'll answer you next time. Oh.